Welcome to the Virtual Green Dragon Tavern on the air. It is 2100 local time here on the East Coast, and you know what that means. It is time for Radio Contra, Sons of Liberty on the air. And we are going to be in for quite an interesting show Tonight, for sure, there is a bunch of breaking news coming out right now from the uh, from everything that's going on with Ukraine. Uh, and of course, this is just breaking right before coming on air. And this is coming from uh, Fox News, but it's been corroborated by a bunch of other sources. So it is what it is. But um, Russia has asked the U.N. Security Council for a special meeting on biolabs. U.S. officials call the claims of an American bioweapons program in Ukraine absurd. And of course, if you have been reading, following the breaking developments that have been posted up on AmericanPartisan.org, you'll know that, that there is a lot of validity to these claims. Okay, a lot of validity to these claims. When you have more questions than answers, when you have top officials, the Deputy Secretary of State, Victoria Newland, who was caught in 2014 on a hot mic on a, um, on a phone call to the then ambassador to Ukraine in the midst of the Euromaidan protests, and they were literally... Um, picking and choosing who is going to take charge of that country. I mean, your credibility on the world stage is becoming a little bit limited at that point. But anyhow, uh, Victoria Newland basically admitting, basically admitting this is what we call a soft admission when um, we're going to be talking about this a little bit later in the show. Uh, I touched on it last night with madman actual and that show went up early this morning it has had over a thousand downloads already um in the 11 hours since it was originally posted so um big response to that show and we we dove into it a little bit we're going to get into it deeper tonight uh but anyhow with that said uh with that said victoria newland admitting that there were biological weapons in ukraine that the labs did indeed exist and uh specifically biological weapons not chemical but biological and we're going to be diving into a little bit more detail exactly what that means and what was meant um by that but i want to dig real quick before we uh jump in with the other hosts I want to dig real quick into this article because this is going to set the stage for what we're going to be talking about tonight. And uh, man, this is this is bad news. If this is a response from our leaders in this country, 
This is bad news. Um, but Russia and China are doubling down on claims that the United States is conducting biological weapons research in bio labs across war-torn Ukraine. Assertions that leader in Washington and Kiev have called absurd. Russian diplomat Dmitry Polanski has requested the United Nations Security Council to discuss the alleged research at a meeting Friday. The Kremlin-aligned media outlet RIA Novosti reported earlier. The report also highlighted allegations from Russia's defense ministry that claim the U.S. spent $200 million on Ukrainian labs for purported bioweapons program. Russia claims its troops uncovered evidence during Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, which he calls a special military operation. And for anybody who was paying attention to the Russian Ministry of Defense prior to the invasion, uh, within 24 hours of the invasion, that was the language that they were using, was that they were going in to uh, first secure a bioweapons research program which even I thought was was a little suspect at first, but apparently not. Um, but anyhow, going on with this article here, earlier Thursday when asked what proof China had of the claims is Daily News Briefing Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lijian, uh provided none but demanded the U.S. answer questions about the issue. So you have both Russia and China that are syncing up. This is very, very dangerous territory for the United States to be getting into. Um, it goes on, what has the U.S. been doing at Fort Detrick and its 336 biological laboratories abroad? Do uh, the activities conform to the stipulations of the Biological and Toxic Weapons Conventions? And of course, you know, Fort Detrick is home to the U.S. Army Medical Research and Development Command in Maryland. Uh, so the DOD is rapidly uh, moving to deny all of these claims. I think that this is very interesting, and it comes on the heels of the U.S. Embassy, the U.S. mission in Ukraine, altering a large number of documents that were uh, previously publicly viewable. They changed the language in it, and they've done that within the past uh five days, which is, is very, very significant to me. Uh, but there are no DOD weapon labs in Ukraine or anywhere else in the world, the officials say. Uh, but the DOD does maintain them. The Department of Defense does maintain them, which I think is very, very interesting as well. Of course, Jen Psaki, uh, the Chucky doll, jumped in as well and called it all preposterous. Um, the liar that is up there. And um, this course goes on to say uh, the response from some of our, our wonderful Republican leaders. Uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, uh, allegedly Tea Party, conservative, Republican, whatever. Um, yeah, okay. You're kind of taking the mask off of yourself here with this statement. Remove Russia from the UN Security Council. Okay, well, you know, the, the interesting thing about that is when, when you want to silence all of it, as an opposition political party, th this is the problem here, as an opposition political party, which you claim to be, which you purport to be, uh, Senator Blackburn, and I invite you to come on to the show, by the way, 
I invite you to come on to the show. I invite any politician. We, you know, I've had other politicians that are on the people who are running for office. I invite you to come on. You're just one state over in Tennessee. I want you to justify this statement because such claims weren't made when we invaded Iraq, when we went into Afghanistan. These, these claims weren't made, even though there was a world protest, What you should be doing as an opposition party candidate, as a genuine opposition party candidate who is standing up for the American people, you should be standing up and asking for full transparency and full disclosure and a House Select Committee. You can do it behind closed doors. That's fine with me, but get to the bottom of this matter. That's what you should be doing. You should be petitioning for peace right now instead of sitting and saying that you're gonna, you you are literally gonna uh, want to move to silence the Russians further. Well, they have nuclear weapons. I personally like that hotline that Washington has with the Kremlin to try and defuse these types of situations because I've seen fail safe. I've seen how this works out in, in the simulations. Go back and look at plan A. You megalomaniacs are so crazy that you're going to risk all of this. You should be petitioning for peace right now and asking for full transparency and full disclosure about these programs and get to the bottom of it. And further, while you're at it, get to the bottom of where the funding of it came and where it went and why it was being done in Ukraine and why research about genetics and genetic targeting in bioweapons, because those white papers, by the way, are published. They're up on AmericanPartisan.org. They were surfaced going back all the way to 2003. That was quite that that was quite simple to dig that stuff up, and it came from both the U.S. Air Force and the Ivy League. So you tell me. I want to know. Damn it, I'm an American. I'm a veteran. I'm a person who wants peace, who knows firsthand the cost of war. And damn it, I want to know what's going on. That's what I want to know. So this is breaking news. This is huge right now. Of course, you know, all going all the way back to March 1st, we blew this story wide open. We took it. It was starting to bubble up. I had my questions. I had my doubts, but we dug into it anyway. And here we are. It's mainstream news now. It's going to get to the UN Security Council. Now it's anybody's guess where it's going to go from there. But this is starting to get dangerous, and this is starting to get out of hand. And we have asked for how many times now for accountability out of our leadership, and we ain't getting it. We haven't got it. We haven't got it yet. We still haven't got it. We we don't even have. We haven't even got to the bottom of January sixth. Oh, I'm sure that'll probably be my third strike from Google. Oh well, right. We haven't even got to the bottom of that. These people allow absolutely no transparency. And just as we said last week, we trust. We do not trust them with election integrity. How can we trust them with warfare? We can't trust them with health, with public health initiatives. How can we trust them with warfare? How can we trust them to act in the best interests of the American people? We can't do it. This is coming off of two years of lockdowns, two years of being lied to, at least two years of being lied to, a massive psyop that robs you of your wealth. And if you want to know, if you want the real red pill, go down to your local gas station and you'll see it see it. There it is. While Hunter Biden's making how much money off of Burisma? Yeah. Anyway, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. JC Dodge. What's up, brother? Oh, living the dream. Just keeping <laughs> on, keeping on with the preps and uh, 
trying to keep up with everything, which is pretty difficult. <laughs> Knowing what to believe, what not to believe. I mean, if in doubt, I just don't believe it. You know, it doesn't think it's Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, it, <laughs> You know, you uh, you had an interesting thing that that you had sent across the wire. You had sent across the wire uh, just a little bit before we came on the air um, from another corner of the internet. You sent it over to me uh, just for giggles. Um, it was it was a guy claiming to be a Ukrainian or something or another, and Ukrainian to- Ukrainian blood said he's. Pure blood Ukrainian, but he's an American. Yeah, has, still has a <laughs> lot of family over there. What's been over there training him within the last three months? But he's not there now. I, I don't. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had a, he had all kinds of insider information on on exactly who was getting armed with javelins and. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, well, there was, just, uh, he, he had to respond. He responded with a, Oh, well, the, the Russians have a Nazi battalion too. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A Nazi battalion that has a, a, a poster of Stalin up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like that, all of that just screams fake to me. I mean, I, dude, uh, you know, well, the, not I mean, celebrating those clowns either. Insignia man. said everything. The the insignia of the assholves. I mean, it's kind of kind of a tell, isn't it? Yeah. They're, uh, <laughs> um, and of course, you know, but of course, the pianist has nothing to do with them, right? I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Azov is quite literally the political party of or the armed component of the political party that put Zelensky in power. I mean, that's, that's them. That That's who they are. It, you know, the, the, the massive amount of idiocy that I have seen out of Western media. I mean, anybody who believed, you know, and I remember, I remember the post nine 11 stuff and, you know, that was kind of my, my coming of age uh, with all of that. I mean, I, you know, the nineties I I was growing up and then, you know, hitting, hitting my later adolescent years of nine 11. And I was already pretty awake. I mean, I was listening to William Cooper and uh, reading soldier of fortune and everything. And I I remember um, all all the nine 11 stuff and um, people getting whipped up into a frenzy. And I mean, you know, 20 years removed from that 21 years removed from that. We look back on that, man, you know, mm-hmm. this this is maybe maybe some of these moves we made weren't the smartest in the world. Um, yeah. You know, in, in in retrospect, I remember, man, looking back on um, seeing some documentaries. You know, uh, um, seeing uh, uh, the fall of the republic. It was uh, Alex Jones's documentary, Fall of the Republic. It was uh, that one in the Obama deception. Those two were real, the they're real well done. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was a big and, one. Uh, having, Especially now having we're learning like, what we're learning about him, as far as his what he had to do with these labs. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. 
Oh yeah, and and I uh, I mean going back to when he was a senator back to back in uh, 2005, but mm-hmm. um, you know seeing a guy like Webster Tarpley get up there, you know Webster Tarpley is you know a, a dyed in the wool left wing guy, hard left guy. You dig into the you know his background, dude is is as far left as it gets. A lot like Oliver Stone, and. I, you know, I bring him up for a reason. I bring the two of them up for a reason because they pointed out the duplicity of these kinds of moves. And man, you know, you may not agree with their ideology. I certainly don't. But you start to look at that, all, all of that in retrospect, you know, you kind of have to look at what the other side is saying and sharpen your own viewpoints on stuff. You know, and I used to just dismiss a guy like Tarpley as, oh, he's just an America hater, you know, and, and Oliver Stone's just an America hater. He's just a bitter vet who hates America, you know, whatever. And, dude, you, you dig a little deeper into that, man, and, and then you begin to realize, like, maybe maybe things ain't as good as, as what they uh, what we like for them to be. And the thing um, starts to chip real quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, YouTube, you know, um, uh, Patriot Man put up uh, Oliver Stone's documentary from back in 2016, Ukraine on Fire, which was incredibly well done. It's up on Rumble. I'm going to get the link to that. I'm going to fix it on American Partisan so you can go back and view it uh, there. But YouTube yanked it down. They yanked it down. It's been up there since 2016. It's been up there for six years. That says everything right there that YouTube would yank an Oliver Stone documentary. I yep. tells you everything you need. That, that tells you right there the, the truth in it. Right. You know, it, it's, I'm telling you, this is, this thing is about to blow wide open. And when it does, man, at a minimum, the damage to U.S. foreign policy, I think, is irreversible. Um I, I I think that if and these like let's be blunt here, this program is irrefutable. Okay, I know the shills are going to be out there saying, "Oh, it's debunked, it's debunked, it's debunked." Yeah, yeah, okay, mockingbirds. You keep telling yourself that where there's smoke, there's fire, and that fire is there. Okay, it's there. I'm telling you, white papers and research would not be published. It would not be published and it would not be in the public domain if there wasn't something to it. All right. If there wasn't something to it, but it's there. Okay. It is all there and it all checks out. So for you neocons out there, for you neocons that still think, oh, I'm going to vote. I'll just vote Republican this time. You're voting for people like Marsha Doggone Blackburn, who they have something on her block and stock. She's been chosen by the Politburo. And she's been placed where she is to behave a particular way. You've got people like Lindsey Graham who are saying that even though going back to the Carter administration, we outlawed assassination as a form of regime change, that he's openly advocating for that. And I find that quite ironic considering that he is a uh, military lawyer who specializes in and international relations relating specifically to war crimes investigations. I think that is very, 
very interesting and very telling. Anyway, without you further ado, Blackburn, Advent Action. Uh, All right, go ahead. Well, you know, you mentioned Blackburn a minute ago. Something I've noticed a lot that's very disturbing, especially with Fox News. They sure are playing interviews with Tulsi Gabbard a lot. Which I I told a friend of mine I think they're they're priming her to be a VP candidate or something because I mean she's 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 good looking she was a fighter pilot in the Air Force um, you know she's got she's got the the background a lot of people look for as far as the military yeah or something no yeah, she wasn't a fighter pilot she was a that, uh, well, that was she was a, she was a medic. Nerd. Yeah, she was a medic. And then she became a nurse. She, yeah, she's still she in the National Guard. She's a nurse. They've been, yeah, they they've been putting out. Are you thinking of uh, some of these places? You're thinking of um, uh, wait, wait, not Tulsi Gabbard. You're thinking of McSally from Arizona. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, but the they they're putting out some of these people on on Fox News, which I mean, we we should expect it, but. It's it's almost like they're they're priming them to be candidates because they keep asking who, yeah. who cares what their opinion is she's she's not a congressman anymore I mean who cares um, I got some interesting theories on on Gabbard Gabbard I think Gabbard got thrown out because she wouldn't go along with it she made some statements about Zelensky early on that were highly uh, unflattering. And kind of kind of pointing out the crimes of of Azov before really she she predicted a lot of that. So I don't know. I I think she fell out of favor and and she's she's really been appearing with Tucker. Now, you know, I don't know. As far as that that's concerned, I don't know, man. I, I don't read too much into that. But uh, you know, the 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 media outlets, mainstream media have definitely uh, folded their cards at the table, and uh, it is it is on vibrant display. Well, she did put Harris on the spot in, in the uh, debates. So that was that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and, and I think that was the beginning of the end for her. Uh, she wasn't um, going to play ball and and just be a, a token candidate. Um, you know, a token fringe candidate that like uh, like Bernie Sanders is doing. Um. You know, and he got put in his place too, rather quickly, um, because he he played a role again, and he got his payout, and and that brought in the radical fringe um, into the mainstream Democrat Party. That that was their whole purpose in life. You know, the Republicans do this too. They they'll run candidates across the board, and they sit and they play a role, and um, you know, and and that that's just the way that it is. Uh, but but she wasn't going to go along with it, and I think she made that pretty clear. And that was when uh, Hillary Clinton bringing out the allegations that she was a Russian asset. You know that yeah. was which is absurd, um, absolutely absurd. But that that's pretty much long and short of it. But uh, anyway, Madman Actual, you in the house? We were just talking what, like twenty-two hours ago, about this. <clears throat> yeah. Pardon, had a frog in my throat. Um, yeah, that's some wild news. That article you were just reading off. Going to the UN, huh? They're going to the UN. 
This is going to get squirrely. You know, well, it's like another great senator from Tennessee said in a movie, um, Hunt for the Red October. You know, the, the, the Russians don't take a dump without a plan. And, um, man, I'm telling you, it, it's my, – my biggest question is what are the ramifications going to be? Yeah, that's a Pandora's box right there. Yeah. I mean, this this could go all sorts of bad in a hurry. Oh, yeah. You know, what happens when we get sanctioned by the world? We already got sanctioned by Biden when he shut the oil pipeline down his first day. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious what it was that we did, other than being American and existing, and him him despising it. Um, yeah. Man, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's you know, this is this is justification for all kinds of stuff, man. It it really is, and. Um, I don't know. Effed. Indeed. Yeah. Well, we gotta we're gonna have a good show tonight. Moving down the list, Badlands. You are finally in here for an episode. What's up, brother? Nope. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you yeah, are. There we go. Oh, not too much. Yeah, finally made it. I'm kind of the the delinquent, tardy child all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're out in Montana. You get a pass. Right. We just kind of show up when we want. Yeah, no, I always want to be on. I just can't make it sometimes. So. <clears throat> well, it happens, man. I checked yeah. out, uh, speaking of emails, I checked out your email, too. Um, oh yeah, sent over from the guy in Russia. Mm-hmm. And a, a view from the, the other side of the mirror. Yeah, yeah. He was a guy that I was trying to. Um, I really like those titanium Russian spades. Big fan of those. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. Uh, source, you know, like a dozen or so good quality ones to to get over, and I was gonna do a little custom work on them and then sell them, basically, and. We were kind of in the middle of that when all this came up, so I just uh, shot him an email. Like, so what do you think of all this Ukraine stuff? And it was is interesting to hear it from his point of view, for sure. I mean, not not real surprising, but just interesting. Yeah, man, it it definitely sheds light on uh, some points that a bunch of us were making when we were kind of doing our other. Ukrainian invasion breakdowns are saying, you know, it, it really looks like the Russian army is not trying to invade the populace and disrupt the populace. Like they, they're trying to take the most soft handed uh, approach to it as, as they can. And, and um, I, I, I don't know, his, his point of view kind of shed a lot of light on that for me because he was talking about how, you know, they, they have common ancestry and view themselves, you know, kind of in the same, um, 
you know, the, the, uh, you know, his, his mother's Ukrainian, his father's Russian, and they're kind of all in it together. And they see Ukraine as the motherland. I think that's that's very telling about the attitude of this whole thing. Right. And this guy's from uh, Murmansk. And so he's in that kind of Western, I guess, third of Russia, you might say. So, I mean, it's definitely near you know, it's local to his region still. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting to read about, you know, the dude had a, uh, his family had the vacation home down in Odessa that they haven't been to go to, been able to go to for eight years. And then when they did try to go to it, they got turned around by Ukrainian border police saying no Russians are allowed in Ukraine. You know, and that was two years ago. So, yeah, <clears throat> that and, um, what he was talking about in particular, something that we had brought up about the, the releasing of all prisoners um, mm-hmm. and then turning around and, and Zelensky's government arming them, which is something you don't hear about at all no. in our media. That is a war crime, by the way. That is a criminal act defined by the Geneva Convention. You do not do that. Um, you do not do that because they have to have a category. Okay, that's just like having civilian combatants. Once you are uh, a, a you, once you pick up a rifle, once you pick up a rocket launcher, once you get on top of a civilian building, a school, or a hospital, as one uh, video came out, it got on top of a hospital and we're preparing a, a uh, firing position that was out there. Those are all war crimes. Okay. Um, in that email, he detailed how that was happening and people were fleeing because the crime inside of Kiev is out of hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the dude's uh, uncle was trying to leave the country and got mugged twice, it sounds like, just trying to leave the country. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot that he's being told, I think. Yeah. But you know, all these Ukrainian. Oh, good, good. Oh, I was, I was just gonna say, you know, this this guy in particular, he goes on to talk about, you know, his uh, his sister, I believe he said, or brother, I can't remember, lives in France. His sister lives in the U.S. I mean, these people are pretty well uh, settled around the world, and they communicate with each other. So it's gonna be really hard to just pull off. You know, they're not isolated. I guess is my point. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of news comes out through these kind of smaller back channels. Yeah. I had a guy the other day tell me, he said, he's obviously pro-Ukrainian, anti-Russian. And he said, yeah, there's damn commies. I said, do you know anything about the Soviet Union and who was part of it? And he said, uh, he said, what do you mean? I said, look, man. I said, Warsaw Pact and the Soviet Union were, they were all communists. Period. Well, they're using language that's, mm, I don't know, man. That I, I don't adhere to the whole uh, J.R. Nyquist and um, Joel Skousen theory that uh, you know, the the government of Russia is actually still a communist government. I mean, 
I can't. I'm not going to speak for Nyquist, yeah, but stupid. I will say uh, Skousen's somebody who who I admire, absolutely admire, um, and and have a, a mountain of respect for. And, and you know, I, I would love to have him on a podcast, do an interview with him, just because. I mean, he he was uh, listening to interviews with him uh, for many years when I got out of the army. That was one of the reasons that I went back to school and and got into academia it was because I. You know, I, I wanted to be like Scousen. Um, but he uh, he couldn't get it more wrong uh, right now with all of this. He he is stuck in this. Um, you know, I heard him talking about it on Jones and uh, on, on uh, Alex Jones, the last interview that he did with him. And um, he he could not get it more wrong. And when you're saying, you know, oh, well, but it, but it's two groups of globalists. Well, yeah, it is two groups of globalists, but, you know, you haven't yet come up with an effective plan aside from saying, well, America is good and so they must be evil. Well, account for what we're doing. Okay, all of this evidence that's coming out, two wrongs doesn't make a right. I mean, this is, you know, something you teach a three-year-old. Two wrongs don't make a right, right? And so if you're going to have moral superiority at any level, if you are going to maintain moral superiority and say, you know, hey, America is the leader of the free world, right? This is stuff that we came up saying. America is the leader of the free world. Why are we developing weapons? Why are we not petitioning for peace right now? Why are we not? Why are we developing weapons of that type of nature? Why, you know, why, why are we putting this kind of thing on their doorstep? I mean, and, and I get it. You know, there's, there's the old breed that's out there saying, oh, but Russia has them in Siberia and everything. All right. Maybe they do show me the people, show me the, the proof, you know, show me the proof, show us, show us the evidence because we live in an era where a lot can be found, a lot can be sourced, and a lot can be located. And I'm sorry, our government is, is past several years, has not been real good on transparency. Okay, and they've not been real good on standing up for the American people and our interests abroad. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's, you know, it's a done deal. Um, you know, let, show me the proof, show me the proof of what they're doing and then show me the proof of what you weren't doing through legitimizing what you actually have been caught doing. Show us what it was. You should be upfront about it, but you have these little neocons, these little neocons, neoliberals, they're all the same, right? It's all the same thing like Victoria Newland, who keeps showing up like a bad case of herpes. And these people, these people who are literally idiots, they are literally idiots. Look at what they've done. And they're going to bring the world to the brink of world war. I, I, I am absolutely beside myself. Um, absolutely beside myself with, with just the, the, uh, the idiocy of, of all of this, the um, 
I don't know. I, I, I don't even know. I don't know what else to say, man. Uh, but moving down the list, Magmatic. What's up? <laughs> I evening. came in late, so I don't even I don't even know what you guys are talking about outside of Ukraine. Oh, Strippers. the Russia is taking um, evidence of a biological weapons program in Ukraine that is U.S. funded. They're taking it to the U.N. Security Council tomorrow morning. Oh yes, I did see something about that. That's uh, it's kind of quick how uh, or we've we've gone we shortened our time from conspiracy theory to truth uh, quite drastically. At first, it was like decades, and then like it went like two years with like the lab leak thing, and then uh, and then we went down to like uh, two months with there was something else that was that like was two months for it to be found out to be, I think it was uh, some of the information on the Pfizer vaccine. And then we go uh, two weeks about finding out about this, uh, these bio labs and being told that it was a QAnon conspiracy. And now all of a sudden, Hmm, that's odd. Right. The, the assistant secretary of state is admitting to it, saying <laughs> that it, we should be concerned that the Russians don't get a hold of these. It's like, that's, that's odd. That's uh, very interesting. Which really just kind of adds more credibility to like how pissed can we be that Putin did this? Like how upset would we be if he went into like Canada or Mexico and like put missiles and bioweapon labs just on the other side of the border, like in Toronto? I feel like we'd be pretty pissed too. Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cuban Missile Crisis. And that was 90 miles away. <laughs> Man, it, it's well. They already have. Years. I mean, keep keep in mind, keep in mind. Um, they already have an S four hundred system that is ready to be fielded. A whole battery of it that's ready to be fielded out of Caracas, mm-hmm. Venezuela, prepositioned into Havana, Cuba. They already yeah. have it. Not only that we no longer have an intermediate nuclear forces treaty with them. They can arm them at a moment's notice. I expect it to happen. Absolutely. Why wouldn't they? That's what they put it there for. Yep. That's a good definitely happening. Definitely happening. And the best this administration could do is to go to Venezuela with this pitiful little please. Oh, hey, we, we maybe we will buy spoil from you now. That's literally what they did. That is literally. I like how, what I like how Saudi told the U.S. to just like get fucked. I mean, this, is, this is so much worse than Jimmy Carter, man. This is, this is so much worse. Like coming up hearing my parents talk about how what a piece of shit Jimmy Carter was. And, and I mean, he was, man. I mean, yeah, the guy's still alive, whatever. But he, I mean, as as a president, holy, holy shit, man. Talk about just dropping oh, the ball yeah. every chance you get. This is so much worse. So much worse. I had a I had a teacher in high school that bragged. <laughs> I had a teacher in high school that bragged about uh, working on his election campaign. Or re-election campaign. I was like, hmm, Dave, I don't know if I'd brag about that. 
Nah, that, that's something you don't yeah. brag about, man. That's, that's yeah, like something you voting just, like, from a never government, mentioned. man. <laughs> he was a, he was an interesting mm-hmm. dude. He uh, had a had a JD and stopped being a lawyer uh, to become a high school teacher. He was a good teacher. Like, he was a great dude. He just he was just he was just kind of odd. <laughs> yeah, I would say. <laughs> I would I would say so. He's just a little bit odd. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was. Man, where's uh, uh is is Johnny? Is he having technical Johnny is in the house. I was just waiting for uh Meg Medic to, to wrap up. Oh, I guess uh, that was that was it. Right. I don't really have yeah, anything. Yeah, well, I was waiting to finish that thought. I was answering somebody in the in in the comments that was asking about um, an email or something or another. Uh, but anyway, Johnny Paratrooper, the one, the only, the Foster Jaeger. What's up, brother? What's up? I've been doing long PT in Western Dude. Maryland all week. Uh, so you you've been <laughs> tell me you were living in a woods. Yeah, so what, I was in the woods. What man, you I'm, doing in the woods? I'm fixing uh, historic log cabins up. It's good. Oh, uh, nice. It's good work, man. Nice. Yeah, I got like the whole place to myself too. It's pretty nice. That's yeah, you get your Walden on, man. Every now and then, oh, some locals man. walk through with their dogs, but I mean that's it, man. Other than that, it's like. You know, take take the bobcat for a drive around the block. You know, put the put the top down. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man, it's nice. But um, and I'll be there for like six weeks or something, which is really cool. So, and then uh, I just signed up for a uh, wind reading, ballistics, how to use a spotting scope, how to use the different mill radians and mill dots and and uh and all that stuff I signed up for a class on that uh right on. we're gonna shoot out to 900 too which is nice buddy right on and shoot we're out to 900 too <sighs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be doing that with 308 yeah i am uh i gotta crush up some um I got to crush up some M one one eight LR clones, but I'll I'll pop that out tomorrow night or something. Actually, I'm doing G, uh, Green Dragon tomorrow night, so I'll do that Saturday. But yeah, yes, sir. Three oh eight. Right on. Right on, man. Um, so yeah, getting into the long range game, definitely. Uh, Definitely, definitely getting real because this stuff is uh, things. Things are going sideways in a hurry, man. Uh, things are going sideways in a in a huge hurry. So, looking at the firewire, uh, just a little bit coming in right now. I've got a uh, an OSINT feed up right now. It's open source intelligence. Disclose that TV. Disclosed that TV. This was uh, 15 minutes ago while we were doing the uh, introductions on here. The World Health Organization advised Ukraine 
to destroy pathogens in health labs to prevent any potential spills into the population. This is coming from Reuters.com, Disclosed.tv's Twitter feed. I've got it up here in the OSINT. Uh, open source intelligence. I've got a uh, few feelers out there that are feeding this stuff in. Uh, while we are live, because this, things are just moving so fast here, and uh, the World Health Organization, I mean, this this isn't exactly what I would call a, a smoking gun, per se, but totality of the circumstances to throw a bone out to, to all my legal uh, pals out there, the totality of the circumstances is really, really looking suspect. What say y'all? They know stuff. They get they get more information than uh, than we would about certain things. And if they put out a, put out that alert, I mean, I, I don't think they'd have done it without cause because it it makes the administration look bad. I got a bad feeling that we're going to see what this, uh, quote, next disease is that we've heard uh, so many people talk about. And then yep. the U.S. is going to get blamed for it for funding these labs. And then we're going to get shit on by everyone. That's a little crystal oh, ballish, can you, but can you blame that's them? just like a <laughs> worst case scenario that went through my head just now. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, yeah, I mean, allergies and, and witness protection, so you know he won't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that guy in a while. It is pretty strange. Yeah, but yeah, away, man. yeah, Scott, I just I just pulled this article up, and man, like, you know, four paragraphs in, and I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get blamed for COVID 2.0, and you know, yeah. I mean this this is bad, man. This yeah, is, they're gonna. I mean, a pathogen is gonna get released, and it's gonna be that way deadlier than COVID was. And then, yeah, and the Chinese will make sure that it gets upon. It, we get hammered for it because of the grief that they got over the original. Yeah. Except yep. that yep. they bought our politicians too, man. They bought our politicians yeah. too. You know, it, it it's. All of this stuff is—it just runs so doggone deep, man. It, oh, it's our elite, like you said. That's that's that. It all goes back to that. Yep. All goes back to the bottom. Hey, uh, Scout, I got a question about the S four hundred, and I guess the S five hundred, which is coming out soon. No, it's out. It's it's out now. It just hasn't been forward deployed. It hasn't uh, been forward yeah, deployed. Russia's keeping that one for themselves, right? They they're not like selling it or putting it in other people's countries because they don't want China to clone it or whatever. Right. Um can you use that to target any known versions of um like uh very small or small Russian nuclear weapons? Yeah. Yeah, they uh they they absolutely can. And uh if if you'll go back uh probably back to 
it would have had to have been 2018 whenever we got out of the uh, intermediate nuclear forces treaty. So yeah, it was 2018. Um, when, when we got out of that, we didn't sign a new one with them because the idea was, and this was coming out of the state department. Um, and I don't recall if Pompeo was the, um, the secretary of state at the time or not. But um, the, the whole idea was to um, get China to sign in on it, too, so that it would be a, a broader strategic arms reduction. And, um, you know, why they let the old one expire and didn't seek a new one with China, that's really it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but then again, hey, I, I never saw anything from the State Department that did make sense to me. So what would I know? Um, I don't know anything, but, um, you know, I, I'm just some guy commentating about things on, on, you know, this podcast on the internet, but, um, talking about the S 400 though, that was one of the major concerns is that that platform and the projectiles used in it can be repurposed, uh, for a land-based nuclear arms launch system. Uh, you know, the same way that, that we did with the Pershing rocket systems, that was a, a major point of contention for start one for uh, start one. If you, you'll go back the strategic uh, arms reduction treaty and then the intermediate nuclear forces treaty, both of those were aimed at reducing the land based um, cruise missile threat. So the basically a smaller, shorter range missile. And the reason that you want to reduce the the scale and scope of those arms and the proliferation of those arms is because they are inside of your adversary's ability to react to them. So let's say they park those weapons in Cuba and they publicly unveil them, which I fully expect them to do. I fully expect them to do that. You got weapons that are 90 miles off of our southern coast that we don't have a reaction time gap to be able to respond to, you know, so we could get away with cruise missiles as could they, we could get away with guided missile systems because they are used as directed munitions from the sea and they have a, a potentially defensive purpose. And so that was the workaround, but what we could not do uh, legally and lawfully was build warheads small enough to be utilized inside of those missiles. The Russians did. They sidestepped the treaty. They were experimenting with smaller and smaller yield warheads for that reason. Or I should say, I suspect it was for that reason. I can't say for sure. Um, so that led to getting out of the, the, uh, intermediate nuclear forces treaty. It was canceled. That was a big thing. Uh, that was a big thing when that happened and there was a lot of back and forth. It was up for expiration anyway. They should have renegotiated a new one right then. They should have came to the table and they didn't do it. Um, I think that it was a critical error on part of the Trump administration in doing that. Um, Pompeo, absolutely. It, 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 he had a lot of clout even back then. I, he may have been CIA director. I don't, I don't recall. I'd have to pull it up. But um, it, it, it was serious stuff, man. It, and, and we did not renew it. 
The Biden administration did not renew it. And again, it goes back to that fundamental question. If you're suing for peace, if you are petitioning for peace, and that is the real aim there. Now, peace peace is only achieved, and we, we all know this, peace is achieved through strength. It's achieved through strategic deterrence. I mean, we know that. Reagan proved that. It's been proven over and over and over again. Eisenhower proved it before him. Um, you know, we, we know this. We know this to be true. But that being said, um, they have all of the reason in the world to have, have just a blank check now for fielding these weapon systems anywhere that we have forces. It's put America in a, a huge level of danger that I don't think we have ever been in as a nation before. I, I you know, I'm going to go on out on a limb and say that. And, and the thing is, is that with this administration who seems to be everybody in this administration seems to be hell bent on destroying the country anyway. Do you really think that they're going to stand up for American interests? Because I certainly don't. I haven't seen not a single thing yet where they're standing up for American interests. You know, every every answer out of this administration is akin to Marie Antoinette. Let him eat cake. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm fed up with it. And, and these people are incompetent. They're criminals. And they have walked us right up to the doorsteps of unfathomable Armageddon for this country. I think, um, I, I, yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think we might see um, price controls come back too soon. I think we might see some executive orders because that's one of the executive powers is um, price controls. They they can actually do uh, like even control rent. Like you can set the cost of rent um, if you were the president or the executive office. You can they can also set like the price of like um, some commodities, bottled water, uh, wheat. Especially if you got digital currency that's required. Huh. Yeah. Exactly yeah, I saw I saw that article. I did not <laughs> read it though. Are they doing an American dollar digital currency? I, I all I know is they, they're saying they that he signed a thing into to uh look at doing the uh digital currency. Um which is that's that's gonna be really the beginning of the end for the financial stuff. So well, it's, that's complete it's control. Ones and zeros. Yeah, ones and zeros are a lot easier to delete than what you got in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. It, it's now the going back to the price controls thing. This is very interesting with the executive order on crypto. Um, earlier today, I was actually scheduled to do a podcast with somebody, and we were going to be discussing this very thing. Um, we're going to end up talking uh, tomorrow about it uh hopefully if if the stars align we're going to be digging a little bit deeper into it because this guy really knows his stuff when it comes to cryptocurrencies and um so you know the the digital digitization of the u.s dollar and um which is already largely done already but that is their only austerity measure left to control hyperinflation 
Now, when you're talking about price controls, they've been doing that. I mean, that goes back to the Depression and, and really even earlier than that, there were uh, guarantees that were placed on certain cash crops. Um, the Great Depression did that, and that was still a thing, even it, it, at least where I am in North Carolina, that was still a thing even up until the early 2000s. I think it may have been the year 2000 that the federal government got out of the tobacco industry altogether because you used to have poundage that was assigned to a farm. So when you bought a farm in this part of North Carolina, you had pounds of tobacco assigned to it. And what that was, was the federal government had a guarantee that even in the event of crop failure, you would get a certain amount of money for your or for each pound of tobacco that was produced now that also allowed you to produce that many pounds and you had a certain pound and, and it was um you know it, it, that that's how it was broke down um they got out of that they bought the poundage back it was basically a uh, federally subsidized insurance it was similar to how the fdic works um and, and it was to prevent crop failures. So uh, the, the thing is, is that price controls now, it's not going to work for the fuel industry because, because right now, I, I don't know if anybody saw this because most people just pay attention to the price at the pump and, and it's appalling. I mean, I filled up two vehicles today. It, it's appalling. Um, but the price per barrel of oil actually went down and it went down substantially. That's why I had a number of people over on the forum, forum.brushfeeder.org, by the way, for anybody that's listening, um, big community of like-minded people out there, uh, who, who are on the forum, a lot of alumni of mine as well. But, um, a bunch of people who had came from class in Tennessee and had noticed that gas stations were running empty of gas and diesel. And, and I explained on the forum, the reason that they were doing that was that they're not going to buy fuel high. And then all of a sudden there's a price crash, which happened in 2008. There were a bunch of gas stations around here that went bankrupt because they bought fuel at 450 a gallon or, or whatever it was back then. That was in 2008 and it crashed overnight, the price of fuel, uh, fell by 50%. And so they take a massive loss when they do that. So you don't want to be topping off your tanks. If you're somebody who sells fuel, that's just a little bit of, of insider baseball on that. Um, the thing about price controls is, is, is that number one, I don't trust these people, uh, to wipe their own ass after they take a shit much less manage the economy. Look look how they fouled everything else up. I mean, do you really want them doing any of that? No, I, I don't. And, and I mean, I, there's a rhetorical question. I know y'all don't. No. Um, anybody with no. a brain doesn't. I mean, we don't. you don't want Jen Psaki saying, you know, hey, this is, ooh, this is a good idea. I mean, e even Elon Musk, you know, the guy who literally built a business on, quote unquote, the, you know, green energy, which I think is a scam, um, you know, and, and that, that's wholly my opinion. I think it's a hundred percent scam and I've got proof to back it up, but even he's saying, you know, this, this is not good. These moves that they've made are really, really bad long-term. I mean, so even if the guy who is standing to profit possibly the most off of people buying electric cars is saying, this is a real bad idea. 
it's a it's a pretty bad idea. Um, but yeah, the, the, I don't put it past them to do price controls. Now the other the other part of that is is I think um, this the the current price of fuel they're blaming it on Russia. Um, and there is a little bit of truth to that. It has a lot more to do. However, um, they have spiked the price of oil because you have to understand that, that the U S dollar is a world reserve currency still, um, even still. And so oil per barrel has to be bought in U S dollars. It's not going to fluctuate that much. But it will fluctuate if the Fed is limiting or seeking to limit the amount of money in the supply. And that is how they have manipulated the price per gallon at the pump. They're trying to limit the amount of money in circulation so they can limit the amount of inflation. Because if they don't, if they don't do that, and, and it's, it's a horrible measure because I don't think it's going to work. Um, now granted, you know, I, I'm not an economist, but this is just kind of the strategy of how I see it. I seriously don't think it's going to work for a number of reasons, but this is really the only option they have left. Um, they can't raise interest rates. They can't, you know, ask for all that, that quantitative easing back and, and, you know, the, the COVID dollars and everything else, that velocity factor of that money is starting to catch up. And they, they're not able to hide it. Yeah, good old hockey stick, right? <laughs> yeah, just pass it on. Just kick it down. Kick it, you know, kick it on down the line, right? Well, the, uh, people were talking about gas prices and, and, oh, we just need to pump more oil. We need to pump more oil. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't really work that way especially when your, your dollar is going down, like it, it doesn't work like that. I was just looking at a chart the other day of the, the price of a barrel of oil versus an ounce of gold. And when you look back over the last 30 days, it's like the charts are almost identical. Like oil prices, gold prices, both are going up. I don't know. What do you think? Is that is that the fact that our money's just becoming worth less? It's losing value and that's why those are going up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can answer that. Yeah, I wish someone smarter than me would, would help out here. Um, well, I, I wouldn't say I'm smarter than you. Um, but I do I do know a few dudes that are in the uh, private private military bro business. And they are paid in gold. Did you know that? I think that's pretty interesting. And um, so with the war kicking off, the gold, the value of gold is is getting is going up a little bit because probably because people are are using it quite a bit and it's changing hands a lot. So that would um, every time it every time somebody touches it, it, it goes up a little bit more in value because you're putting like x amount of time into it. So you need to like factor that little piece of time into into handling it, and um, it'll probably hold true for that. I know they they pay gold um, like they're soldiers of the old world. And um, they pay gold to guys that do things as simple as, you know, guarding a mine in Brazil or protecting 
um, loggers from communist eco-terrorists in Brazil. Uh, a friend of mine was telling me some stories about that recently. Um, or something as simple as like going to Nigeria and teaching guys how to just operate a police station and do a basic investigation and how to recruit police forces and train them and and do all the cool guy stuff with your cool guy friends. So yeah, I think the gold is probably linked to the war. Yeah, yeah, and um, don't forget too that, that was coming in the end of the week last week. Uh, I think it was on Friday. It, it was a breaking news story that Russia had made some moves to trade their oil and gold. So, um, you know, uh, Jester over in the comments from It's Doomsday podcast. What's up, brother? Thank, thanks for jumping in here. Um, and, and you pointed that out too that I see. Uh, isn't Russia going back to the gold standard? Yeah, that is an allusion to that. Uh, that they are. Um, they, they are making that move now. Not to interrupt. Whether or not they oh, actually do that, it that remains to be seen. Go ahead. I, I I would bet money. I mean, I'd be willing to put a hundred dollars on this and a case of beer. But the Chechens probably want to be paid in gold because they're Muslims, and that's part of kind of part of the job, you know. That's um, a good point. That yeah. is a very good point. I have my moments. I would say I would be looking at that. Like, I, like if I was working for the intelligence community, I'd be like, yo, big gold moves coming through Chechnya soon. Like, for realsies. And um, gold is a way, like, everyone takes gold. It's still a valuable currency. It's still alive and well. And it's used in wars because, like, how do you pay for a rocket launcher that's, you know, 15 grand a pop? And the, and the, you know, or like an RPG where the rounds are like, or like a hand grenade, a hand grenade black market is like 500 to a thousand dollars. Now in Iraq, they, nothing's worth more than $5 literally, but in other places in the world, um, you know, a hand grenade is more expensive than a freaking AK. Like it's, it's, it's weird. It depends on where you are, obviously. Um, But uh, like a, like a, like an RPG, I think is like, you can check the Yemen, um, the Yemen n- price numbers from the Yemen war, like when the Saudi soldiers were like selling their guns on the internet and stuff. Those prices are pretty legit. Like a, like a twenty-one Echo, an H and K, like twenty-one Echo, or the 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 machine gun that H and K makes. It looks like the G three, but it's like a belt-fed machine gun. That thing's fucking like twenty grand or fifteen or twenty grand. Um, but then like uh some of the um some guns are um like wildly overpriced you who's that what's that caliber obscura that you retweet sometimes those guys are great man i love that uh, oh, twitter yeah. account that, that those guys are great man that's like one of my guilty pleasures is to just like scroll through like a month of caliber obscura after i've like not checked them out for a while i'll just grab like a couple beers and just scroll through their twitter and then deep dive into the people that they're like retweeting and read about like regional conflicts, like somewhere in the middle of like Syria that's still going on, but is not in the news. 
It's crazy. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. But anyway, yeah, I bet the Chechens want to get paid in gold. And um, they're probably getting paid uh, per guy they lose extra. And, I, you know, they might be losing a lot of dudes. Um, they, 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 they cut a deal with the Russians. But, um, and there's, you know, I don't obviously don't know what that deal they cut. But I would bet money it was for gold. Yeah, I think that's a that that's a good assertion. I never even thought about that. Um, I hadn't really put a lot of thought into exactly how they were being compensated, um, but that that is uh, that's a pretty good point. Any other thoughts? The precious metal no. I'm investing in is fine steel, brass, copper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Well, multi use. And and I've never <laughs> lost money on one when I when I sold it. So multi use items. Multi use items for sure. Um yeah, man, it it's I don't know. It there there are so many stories that are breaking right now. Um, you know, and, and I'm sitting here just trying to sift through them. And, um, it, it, you know, it makes sense of some of this cause there's a lot of nonsense that's coming out too, that that's needing to be yeah. sifted through. Um, but, uh, you know, guys speculate if you will, you know, it is kind of a round table. What do you think the consequences are going to be coming out of this thing? If, if the allegations turn out to be true, it's looking like they will be, um, there's a lot of evidence here. What do y'all think? How do y'all think that this is going to go down? How do you see it working out? Um, well, I think that, uh, I think in, there's a very real possibility that our administration, our, our government will foment some form of false flag as a distraction for the people in the, in our country. Um, and of course, try to do the blame game. I mean, with with what's coming out in the last two days, uh, too little, too late. I think maybe I, who knows. But of course, they you know, like you said, Chucky was up there trying to set it up that oh well, you know, uh, the Russians, you know, they they might get hold of stuff and you know uh, use it. But I, I still think they're they're going to try and use the excuse of, and blame Russia <clears throat> for a reason to be able to take more of our freedoms to distract the people that are so easily distracted, like a, like the dog and up the, you know, squirrel every five seconds. Um, it's, it's too easy. So, and on the international stage, um, you know, I think China and Russia are really good, especially China is going to push this, this thing with this, uh, bio stuff because of what happened over the last two years, even though it was warranted, you know, they they got a they got a pretty raw deal because they were involved in all that stuff. But now they're they're gonna, they could probably get their uh, get their digs in pretty deep, especially since they're doing this with the UN. I mean, not that the UN has any any balls, guts, or power, but um, you know, we'll see. I just hope, like I said, I just hope it's it doesn't end up in a situation where radiation become is involved. 
Yeah, good point. Good point. Madman, what do you think? Um, I don't think – I really don't think that uh, we're going to see any uh, fallout. You know, I don't think any nukes are going to get launched. Um, you know, I, I understand that these people are like megalomaniacs and they just don't operate on the same – wavelength as we do um but regardless uh, of what country is shooting at who um i think it's understood that we all have certain natural resources that the world needs like the u.s you know like if somebody nukes the u.s it's like all right well you just starved out like literally 50 percent of the world um i think if anything um, we might get sanctions put on us, um, you know, and, and it could be something as small as, um, just a couple sanctions or like you might see it spiral out of control. Cause we're going to be like, no, we're not paying it. And then next thing you know, like the UN and NATO are gone <laughs> and then, you know, it, it, it could domino pretty quick. Um, but like, I, I don't want to speculate that far. But it, it could get pretty nasty because um, we do have a bunch of psychos that don't want to lose power running this country and they're not going to let go at all. Um, you know, they're like JC was saying, they might try to false flag us. Um, and I, I don't know how well that'll work. Depends on how many people know about this. And I know, you know, um, Scout, you put on AP, the Tucker Carlson. Um, so, I mean, if it's on Fox News, enough people know about it. Um, yep. So, it, it's it, it's hard to spitball this one. But, yeah, I, I think that it's going to get a little squirrely. And I think that the U.S. is going to be put under a microscope. And we might lose a lot of friends over this one. Um on the global scale I think whatever friends we had left well yeah by that i mean like you know actually i don't even know if we have any real friends left um ironically japan might be our only like actual friend uh on the whole planet if you really look at it but even that's, then that's kind of that's questionable <laughs> that's just because so, they're scared so. of china yeah yep, yep. well i mean maybe they, they're pretty like you know honor bound and we did kind of give them like we nuked the shit out of them yeah but like now they got like robots and stuff because of us so i guess i don't know i'm not japanese <laughs> now they have robots. i can't speak to their, speak to their uh national attitude towards the u.s but yeah i think we're gonna lose a lot of friends over this and i think that uh, uh just you know one step closer to uh the uh okay corral yeah man response of a place like poland if if they find out that it that all that's true they're kind of you know we've been you know squaring them away for last for a number of years and they're like what the fuck dude really right next door really (laughs) i mean who knows we might have we might have the same kind of labs in poland you know just because it's only we only know about ukraine you know, um, we could have these things all over the planet. Uh, 
which I'm sure we'll probably, if we do, it's going to come out. It all comes out in the wash. Can you imagine if that if that was found out in say four or five other countries and they came clean? Why did we have so many of them? Like, why do you need like ten of them? Right, because because they could production. I'm I'm wondering if these were old. And hear me out. I don't know the history, and I haven't looked it up. But here's a here's a wild theory. What if these are old Soviet labs? And we took them over, and we've been funding them. Oh, I'm sure some of them probably you know were. What I mean, oh yeah, almost certainly they took over the infrastructure, and it was in a good location. With it already was on like a base or something, or like an old base that they just converted. Yeah, well, it might have easily secured pathogens, you know. Yeah, off the beaten path, and I mean, yeah, maybe it had old samples in it, and we've been studying that stuff. I mean, this could be, I mean, fuck, man. I, I don't want to try to make it look like it was a good idea because it's obviously not a good idea. But because um, look how far it's got us. Um, well, everything ma- starts as a good idea and then turns into a shit show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying like Russia's like running to the rescue to cover their own asses because whatever's in these laboratories, we don't understand or something. I don't know. That would that's a little too Hollywood. And I'm just like yeah. spitballing with fucking spaghetti and spaghetti and fucking bacon and just throwing it at the walls. But um, now the, I'm uh, yeah, I'm hungry too. Actually, <laughs> I've, I've been doing manual. Li- I've been doing. I've basically been doing log PT all week. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm fucking hungry and my back hurts. Uh, the um, what so. Why, man, how do I, how do I word this? Why can't, why wouldn't these idiots just shut down the building and just blow it up and just never mention it again? Like, I mean, isn't that how you cover something up and sweep it under the rug? Like with high explosives and plausible deniability? I mean, what, why? Why are they letting this turn into a a really stupid idea? Like, and and now they're just like, they, they look like the guy that shot himself in the leg at the shooting range, or tried to like pull two dogs apart and got bit on the hand. And now you're like, dude, let the dogs fight, man! Like, you're not going to stop them. Like, so probably because they all have bunkers in New Zealand and they don't have to deal with any of the fallout from this. That's a good point. My best guess, literal and figurative. <laughs> It could be. I, I don't know, man. I, I read something unique and uh, posted it up on American Partisan. That you came from uh, RFK Jr.'s, the real Anthony Fauci. Um, that was a a real telling thing. So, um, you know, we know that Fauci. I mean, this guy's a scumbag extraordinary. He's the public face of medical tyranny here in the United States. Um, and, and this guy's got a deep, dark past too, that, you know, we all know about now. And, uh, I had a, I had a heart surgeon in class and, uh, this guy's really, uh, he, he's a pretty famous heart surgeon. Um, you know, got, he holds a few patents and he's a pretty well-known guy and, and uh, former Marine, 
He's an awesome guy. And I uh, had him in class, and, and this was when all the COVID stuff was kind of beginning. And Fauci was really a, um, a new figure. At least to me, I because you know I, I was a small child when when uh, the AIDS uh, epidemic really began, and and you know I, I just wasn't aware of this kind of thing. But I said, you know, what do you think about Fauci? And I said, well, I, you know, I don't have enough knowledge on the guy to make a, a an assessment on him. And he said, well, that that's a smart answer. He said, this, he's pure evil. And he went into the stuff that Fauci had been doing all these years. And, um, you know, I was just blown away. Was, man, this is this guy is really, really bad news. Um, but RFK Jr.'s book, it, it, you know, RFJ, RFK Jr. is, you know, kind of he's recently become famous for his his work uh, standing up against the medical tyranny and everything. But he obviously he's a Kennedy you know, he's, he is grandson of Joe Kennedy. He, he, he's not a Republican. He's obviously not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination. I don't, I don't think anybody would argue that. Um, but he is pointing out here in this passage and it's up on AmericanPartisan.org. So you should take a look at this, that after nine 11, there was a lot of money that could have been made and was made in the development of all these new vaccines. And so this was viewed by certain individuals and certain members of the power elite as not just an avenue to make money, but this was also a way that uh, the biological weapons convention could be sidestepped. And so it's really tying the pieces together. And it's a real quick read. Um, it's, it's just a quick passage from that book. And it explains in, in a very simple but well-written detail of exactly what role Anthony Fauci played in all of this as well. I'm telling you, it, there, there is so much to this story. And they want it buried. They, the, the people pulling the strings absolutely want this stuff buried. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a hey, doubt. Johnny, before, before, before we go any further, something you said a while ago, <clears throat> the Green Dragon uh, presents... Prepare for the apocalypse with Johnny P's log PT workout. <laughs> yeah, man, dude, we were picking up some big ones and it was raining on us for the last three days. So it was like, it was like 34 degrees out and it would rain and then it would snow. And then we got those little balls of ice that just like fall on everything and then just like freeze rock solid. Dude, it was hard to hold on to them. It, it it was real. It felt like Camp McCall all, all over again. <laughs> it, it was it was like slimy green algae logs from Camp McCall all over again. And um, man, it was uh, that's the kind of stuff Fauci should have to do. He would have a lot more appreciation for things if his little ass was up there having to move big logs. Fauci looks like the evil mad scientist version of the 
of like like Larry David. Like, you know, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like Larry David writes like a moderately entertaining series of television shows that he helped produce and, and write the jokes for. But but then like like Fauci, he like writes and produces total fucking nightmares and destroys our society at the same time. And it, it, he's like the he's the producer. Imagine the Twilight yeah. Zone episode about Fauci. Imagine, if you will. Yeah, oh, man. A world would it, where would it be? Like, it would be like a man. mockumentary. It'd be like a documentary mockumentary. They yeah. follow him around. He's like the perfect American man. And then it, it like opens. And then when he goes to like, at the end of the episode, you would see like uh, the chart about like how many patients he's killed, like which with HIV in HIV studies. And he just smiles and then like opens the drawer to his desk. And there's like a Makarov pistol and a Russian officer's like military cap in there. That. And he just like puts the chart in the drawer and closes the drawer. And then the episode ends, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like, oh god! It would, it would be like uh, Hot Shots Part Two, where they keep on saying more kills than Terminator, more kills, than, and they get the grass is piling up around the guy's legs. But that's yeah. It wasn't and, just know, some guy. That was Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have some. We know that he is filled with tiger blood. All right. <laughs> Hey man, anybody that nails Denise Richards in her early twenties, he's cool in my book. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, you, you mentioned Scout. You yeah. mentioned a while ago about the the AIDS thing being really young when that was going on. I, you know, mid '80s, I was I was uh, you know 15, and and I remember. I mean, the big things I remember about the when the AIDS stuff came out was Freddie Mercury and Rock Hudson. You know, both. Uh, being being the the poster children uh for dying of it and uh but i don't i never remember seeing fauci as the face of anything like that i i remember ronald reagan being um embarrassed because the policy that had been set was was very um draconian when they first when they first started thinking about talking about you know putting people uh quarantining people and stuff like that um but you know nowadays you said about Fauci being part of that and i've read a good bit in the last especially the last probably six months about how he was involved Fauci was involved in that stuff and i think just from what i've read and just watching the guy and because of his damn accent i think i think the guy is pure evil I think he's got the, 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 and I'm kidding about the accent, but anyway, he, um, that guy is people, I think people discount a lot of it. They think he's just a mouthpiece. No, I think he's, he's up there with people making decisions that, that are purposefully killing people. Um, I think that guy, your, your student was dead on about that as far as his, uh, his mentality um towards other people everybody else is less than him so yeah yeah man without a doubt without a doubt he he's uh fauci 
Fauci's not just a mouthpiece. I mean, again, this is this is one of those things where there's so many people out there that think that there's some grand conspiracy behind everything. You know, there's there's a, oh, there's there's a hidden hand behind everything. Like, all right, man, I don't doubt that there is, you know, there are exclusive clubs. I don't it's, it's not just that I don't doubt it. I know that they exist. I mean, you know, C. Wright Mills wrote about this. He was exactly right. The power elite, how the upper crust, the upper echelon of society maintains its grasp, how it, it finds itself can perpetually in positions of power. I mean, that's that's a thing. Okay, you know, Gary Allen, none dare call it conspiracy. He was exactly right. You know, and so when you you draw on those two works and you start to put things together, I mean, it's not there's never some meeting where everybody's in a black robe. And, you know, that's that's not how it happens, man. I mean, these policies are made over brunches and lunches and exclusive dinner parties and white tie gatherings. Right. That that's ex- or black tie gatherings, rather. That, that's exactly what's happening here. And they saw money making opportunities and they went for it and they knew that they could they could absolutely um, control a populace and, and make a, a buttload of money while they were doing it. That's exactly what's happened here. And, you know, um, and they made their money. And they kept their status based on ripping all of us off. And they knew, they knew too, that there was a certain level of the population who were just so ridiculously stupid that they would listen to the mouthpieces. Oh, yo, you just got to get your vaccine. Got to get your vaccine. Got to get that vaccine. You just, why wouldn't you get that vaccine? It's free. I mean, man, this, this was in the Lego movie. I mean, th- this was literally in the Lego movie. If, if you pay attention to the Lego movie, there's a lot that was in there. You know, president business is, is the main bad guys, Will Ferrell. And what were they doing, right? On, on Taco Tuesday, he was going to give out free tacos to everybody in the, the Lego city, right? And so all the people were excited. Oh, yeah, we're going to get our free tacos. It's going to be great. And he had a plan to kill all of them with super glue. Like, this sounds absurd because it is a children's story, but it is an allegory, okay? It it is a very poignant allegory at that, and it's one that that really needs to be understood on multiple levels. Um, Like Animal Farm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What's true in, in, in the Lego movie was absolutely what was happening here, that megalomania has corrupted in on itself. And so now, all of a sudden, anybody who is calling it out becomes an apostate to the machine, to the larger entity, right? The larger social entity. You're an apostate to that. Oh, now you're the other. Except that there's a lot of people who are waking up out there. There's a lot of people who are wised up to this game who are saying, you know what? I'm not going for it. I'm not going for this. You know, I'm, I'm not going to put up with this any longer, you know? So it, it's, um, there's a mountain of lessons. I've been saying for a while now that I was going to do a radio contra, just kind of breaking down the Lego movie. And I still might, um, you know, as, as y'all know, I've had a whole lot on the plate. Um, and I'm about to have a lot more on the plate here coming real soon. I'm going to be gone. 
for a while, um, about a, uh, about a week and a half coming up here real soon. Uh, another mission to Texas and, um, going to be training a lot of people out there, but, um, anyway, yeah, so it, it will be coming, but it's, it's a ways out. If, you know, World War III doesn't happen, just so happen to break out or false flags or any of that craziness. But, uh, yeah, moral of the story, Fauci, like his friends, Bill Gates, um, you know, these guys are all in a club, you know, World Economic Forum. They're all in a club. And you and I, we ain't in it. We ain't in it, you know, and that's that's a fact. Um, but getting back to our conversation on on potential ramifications and just kind of moving down the list, uh, Brother Badlands, what do you think, man? I don't know, you know, who who has the moral authority or the power to punish us for it? You know, I mean, sanctions, yeah, but really, who's going to do shit, you know? But long term, if I'm that, you know, if I'm North Korea or Iran or Syria or anybody else that wants to try and get away with some shit or maybe China with Taiwan, you know, now that it's going to hurt our credibility so much that we won't have any moral high ground for anything. And people will be able to say, well, you were doing this in line about it. Why can't I invade Taiwan or, you know, whatever. So I think, I think it's going to embolden a lot of people that we don't want to get emboldened. I think that's going to be something to come out of it. Good point. Good point. I think, uh, uh, to your point, you know, if, if this comes out, um, with, with the evidence, what it's, what it's looking like, and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe all this isn't true. Maybe it's, it's a complete fabrication. I guess we'll see here pretty soon, but the evidence is certainly mounting. Um, it, it ain't looking good, but, um, you know, with that said, I think the the damage to American foreign policy is going to be catastrophic. Uh, it, it's going to be over. It, it was already catastrophic with our pullout of Afghanistan um, and how the rest of the world really saw the Arab Spring for what it was as well. Um, and I think, uh, you know, foreign policy is, is going to be a thing in the past. So... It's 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 going to be bad from there, uh, but very very well said, Macmatic. What do you think, brother? Uh, pretty much uh, what I was going to say has pretty much already been said. Um, it, we can sit here and, and what if everything, but I just think it's it's whatever it is. It's not going to be good. It's it's definitely going to hurt us. Like like you guys are saying, it's they already kind of look at us and and laugh compared to what we used to be held. 10, 20 years ago, um, hell, even five years ago, uh, what our standing was compared to, to where we're at now. It's, uh, you know, adding in Afghanistan and now this and how we've handled COVID and the things our administration is currently doing. And then you add in, oh, hey, we were making bioweapons in Ukraine. And if something does get leaked, it's going to be a bad fucking day. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think I think that might be the understatement in the 21st century. Right there. 
it's, I mean, the responsibility I, of that if Russia does something to one of our labs and it causes a leak, who are they blaming? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't know that it hasn't. Um, I think this yeah. this this article, and I put it up on on uh, American Partisan. Um, the, uh, the the one that I was talking about a little while ago, the, the World Health Organization advised Ukraine to destroy the pathogens in the health labs. Um, we don't know that it hasn't. And but the, the thing is, is that you're going to end up with with two sides point fingers at each other. You know, the Russians obviously are going to be blaming us. And we're we're going to in turn blame them. We already telegraphed that. I mean, it's a default move. It's a it's a default move on both ends. Um but the thing is, is, I mean, who, who built it, you know, who, who built right. the program there, who built that program outside of the reach yeah. of it, you know, any sort of oversight because that's exactly what they've done. Um, but yeah, it's saying, saying it's going to be bad, man. This is understatement. It's not protected like Fort Detrick. It's not here. It's not protected by us. If we hadn't put it there, it wouldn't be anything for the Russians to have messed up to cause a leak. That's, I mean, if you want to take it to its obvious conclusion, but like I said, everybody's going to try to blame Russia, obviously. Right. Except for China. Yeah. You know, and, and you're going to have those normies that, you know, they, they watch the news. You're going to have those idiots in the comments sections who, you know, Oh, but the pretty blonde on Fox told me blah blah blah. Like, <laughs> all right, look, man, you know that, that's that's all a front, dude. It's, it's all a front. Um, they're not giving you facts. When NPR is touting the same line as Fox News, you better look out. You better look out because they ain't telling you the truth. Truth. I mean, it, you know, we yeah. we did yeah. not learn in all of these years. And when you have people like Marsha Blackburn out there who end up appearing on Fox News a lot. Oh, y'all, you know, we're, we're really going to fight Biden this time. Make sure you get out there and vote because we're just going to we're, we're going to win this time. And I'm a Tea Party conservative. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure you are. Sure you are. That's oh, speaking of that. Uh, did you see the omnibus the the vote in the rules committee at one thirty at night the other other morning? No, I didn't because I was sleeping. Yeah, well, that's the it was just I think I believe it was yesterday, um, a or no maybe it was today I saw it. Um, a congresswoman was pretty pissed off about it, a Republican congresswoman, because the rules committee for this one and a half trillion dollar omnibus uh, spending package apparently. They posted that they were going to have the the open for open forum from uh, they posted it right after midnight that they were going to have it from 1.30 a.m. to 2.30 a.m. And they did the vote at 2.30 and they passed it in, in their favor. And she said about, you know, yeah, she said about the no transparency, you know, I was like, well, I'm thinking I've never been to Congress. I don't know any congressman, but. I know how that stuff works, and they've been—that's been forever that they play those stupid little games. But they let it happen. They—they they don't say, you know, you can't do this in the middle of the night. That—I mean—that's—that's that's an obvious rule that should be made. But like I said, they—that was—that was the only place I've heard it 
was her saying that, that this one and a half trillion dollar omnibus spending package uh, was the rules committee voted between 1.30 and 2.30 in the morning to pass. And apparently they, that's when they would have had the chance, other senator or congressman would have had the chance to put in their own uh, amendments and all kinds of stuff. Well, now they apparently can't do it. So hmm. it goes back to what you were just saying about Blackburn. It, it's all, it's a, it's a cabal. It's a, it's a club and we're not part of it. And Kabuki theater. Yeah. I love that term. I love that term. That was old. Uh, that was the, the favorite term of old. Ah, what was his name? Ah, the idiot spokesman for Obama. The one with the little spiky hairdo and the little glasses. What was his name? Rama man. No, not Rama. Man. No, 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 not Rama. Man. I don't hear you talking about. I can't. Josh. Um, crap i forgot it anyway that was his it, 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 that was his favorite term he would call everything kabuki theater oh that's just kabuki theater that's just kabuki theater it's like <laughs> where does it where they dig this guy up from like he's he's just parroting the same the thing fan. over and over this, this is kabuki theater like, yeah well too much anime he looked like he looked like the kind that does man uh-huh. he really yeah. he, he looked like the kind of guy that probably watches like like some some just really bizarre anime. Like we all know those guys. I mean, don't act like we don't. We all know those people. Mech Medic, I know you do. He's like, oh, Jesus. I don't know what to say. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, oh man he's like look just, man just because yeah. just because <laughs> I like Dragon Ball Z that one time that one something <laughs> I've actually never mean. seen that show <laughs> you didn't miss anything you didn't miss anything I didn't think I was even, even when I was like 8 years old I remember I was like man this is dumb this is like every episode, it's just ah, oh, like that's and that's it. Spent two years in Japan. <laughs> Go ahead. Spent, Spent two, two years, years in Japan. Japan, and I avoided the anime bullshit. So, it's like, is that like just, one night in Bangkok? Yeah. <laughs> no, so many dudes that were there were like, "Oh my god, you got to try this!" And I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not getting started on your shit. I'm, I'm good. I'll pass." You got to try this. What are you... the anime thing? You got to watch what? this show. I'm like, no, you, I'm, I'm good. Like, you got to try this. What is it like? Like, is it like a drug? Like, oh, oh man, I got some of that. It, it, it's like sucking a dick. Well, <laughs> you don't try that. Because <laughs> if like, you try what? something and you don't like it, you can move on without any like lasting Shame. effects. Shame. <laughs> this is it, it's worse than this is it. What, what is it, anime, man? Anime is worse than meth, dude. It's worse than heroin. It's it's an addiction. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> even in my. Iraqi DVD movie collecting days. You know those movies? <laughs> like, I didn't buy the fucking anime no, ones. No. I bought no. the camcorder ones that had, like, 
people's heads blocking the screen, but not the, <laughs> yeah. not the anime. <laughs> there's there's a, a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys that pick going to Japan for a duty station because like they're like they've been obsessed with that shit since they were a kid. And there's a lot of them in the Marine Corps. And like they expect that, like, oh, I'm gonna go to Japan and like all oh, the Japanese or girls are gonna love me. Well, I've nah. got a problem with you with that. The chicks in Okinawa do not like white guys. Just, I'll just leave it at that. There is no such thing as Tubuku on that island. What about what wow. about white dudes from Baltimore that fall hard? Nah. Uh, no, no, no. They're they're no. looking for a specific no. thing. That's Damn. unfortunate. The, the karate is. Kid. is the thing from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> sideways. Oh, totally Jesus. sideways here. Serious. Serious podcast. We're talking about wow. international things. <laughs> so sit in my that's my pretty chair. My 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 chair here with my leather bound books in the corner. My my shelf of leather bound books. This is international, damn it. Fine. Uh, okay. Oh my god, dude. It, it's yeah. it, I mean anime. I got this hunch, man. Anime is the reason that you know Japanese culture. Like you, you've got the forest of suicide and they have like, they got a lot of people who are killing themselves, man. You know, mm-hmm. anime I think is, is, is part of that whole deal because everybody I ever knew that was into anime, they was like, yeah, man, got to watch anime. Like they had a little something wrong with them. You know, like I, I mean, I'm just pointing out a fact, like they had a little something wrong with them. So you, you guys, you know, long that's time not real, real, right? <laughs> there was yeah. a fucking term you guys brought up. Oh shit! I think it was JP. Anime. What anime. was it? Anime. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. You knew what I was thinking. That's scary. I did. I did. Well, it's because I've I've had to point that out more than once. People's like, "What's that theory you was talking about?" That one. That time was probably with me. The, uh, <laughs> the anime. What the hell is that? I thought that was like a weird looking cartoon. <laughs> Like, uh, every one of those conversations was probably me. <laughs> no, no, no. These are specific people that I'm thinking of. And, and they do talk exactly like what I just pointed out. Um, Were they drinking Schlitz? Yes, yes, actually. Yes. And Uncle Jemima's. <laughs> Uncle Jemima's. <laughs> Uh, yeah no anime is is a specific sociological term related to atrophy which is a physiological term means that you're you're cut off from larger civilization so people who are at high risk of anime probably also watch anime ah Ah, uh, I bet there's so a correlation the, there. Oh, there the absolutely white guys is. On Okinawa are anime. 
the ones that never leave their barracks room. Yeah, and just sit there and watch anime. Cause we ran like there was. You just like, hey man, because we're going out to the bar. Do you want to? No, I gotta watch this next episode. And it's like you're weird. I'm gonna watch you when we go to the range. <laughs> They're probably the, the types that like sit in their PT uniform on the weekends. Uh, yes, we had one of those in the unit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I love it'd be the weekend, and he'd be sitting in green on green, drinking out of his issued canteen. I'm like, dog, <laughs> just just buy an algae. <laughs> so rude, dude. That's <laughs> crazy. That is yeah, crazy. Like, I've seen dude. this. I have observed. That... <laughs> it did. He was a nice kid. He was just weird. Did he yes. have veggies? Though? He did. I'm okay. pretty sure they were like. He bought like a replication of like the issued sheets with like the green wool blanket and everything. Like, oh my! Wow! Wow! I needs cure. It was. I he was a he was he was a good kid. Was he tall? No, he was not. He was like five two. Because like every guy I can think of, like it was like God damn, they were all really. Well, everybody's kind of tall to me, so. Well, no, they were like freakishly tall. Yeah, like kind of gangly. Always had bad acting. Like wait, like like Johnny? That's every... weird. I was just gonna... <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh. Because I'm not a short guy, and, and Johnny's got me. He's, he's about two or three inches taller than I am. So uh, hey, I felt that hey. ball blitzing all the way over here, man. I'm choosing man, to okay. ignore you. <laughs> no, because like, I, I am he's, the better He's, he's going to get me Friday. <laughs> I had this kid um, who was literally doing that. Uh, Mech, I told you this story, man. He it says yes. this kid was literally doing that. He didn't have bed sheets. All right, he didn't. This kid did not have bed sheets. He just had a mattress with a plastic on it in his barracks room, and so you know, I didn't. I knew that. Like when when I got to the unit where this, this kid was assigned, they they told me he was he was a little off. They were like, he's a good soldier, but and I'm like, oh, here we go. Oh, oh he's one of them. And, and so, you know, zero five, I'm walking the barracks, check this cat's room. And, um, you know, he's in there in his PTs. And I'm like, did you, did you sleep like that? He goes, yes, Art. And I said, oh, uh, hold on, man. You are you serious? You slept like that, yes, sir. And um, I, I said, "Where are your bed sheets?" And he goes, "They didn't issue me any, so I didn't think I was allowed to have them." I'm like, what? Wow. what? <laughs> they didn't issue you any bed sheets in Barrick, so you thought that you. <laughs> Oh my God! Talk about a rough upbringing. Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, he he was a good kid. He just, um, yeah. It was. 
special. Jesus. He was special, man. He he was he was one of those you had to tell him to do everything. He would do it, but you had to tell him to do it. Mm-hmm. To be like hey. in, in detail. You had, you yeah, had to give like, him like this is what I want you to go do. Yeah. And yep. he would go do it. I mean, he he would do it, but you you had to tell him in explicit detail. Uh, so it, it was Jesus Christ. Something. I had he a soldier something. like that in my squad, and I had to tell my team leader. I said, "Look, dude, you you you're getting mad because he's not doing what you're, but you're not spelling it out. You have to spell it out and literally have him write it down and read what he's written. It, it's they they do exactly what they're supposed to do, but." By God, you better be detailed when you tell them what to do. Yeah. Well, they, man, there's just some slow dudes out there. Like they're they're yeah. just they're just dense, man. Well, and there's guys that their their moms have no shit done everything for them for 18 years, yeah. and they go in the yeah. military and they're just like, I, I don't know what to do. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know no better. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know no better. <laughs> hey, Star. Mm. Why are we Why are we walking another twelve miles on Friday night? Because the army hates you. That's why. The army hates you. to wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So coming up, eight minutes left on the clock, guys. Um, Any last things? One thing I want to give a quick shout out because every one of you guys are trainers. You have your own classes going on. Tell me a little bit about your schedule coming up what you've got going on and how people can reach out to you and uh, come out and train with you. Dodge. You want me to start? Okay. Yeah. The uh, tactical.com the uh, bottom of the page has a schedule. I've got uh, class, uh, one more class this month, uh, two classes in April, of the buddy team class and the rural team tactics course, the uh, class three um, in May is uh the culmination class for class one and two which like i said april is class one and two um and uh i have a survival wilderness survival class coming up in june that's all i have on the schedule as of right now uh i might end up putting together an nbc class here shortly i've been (laughs) i had a number of people ask me about it um i've thought about uh checking with the guy that owns echo valley getting a backhoe and uh, making a couple improvised uh, shelters according to the rules in the uh, nuclear war survival skills. So yeah, we'll probably see. not the worst idea. Yeah. Well, just people can see how it is. Uh, at the same time, if they spend the night in it, it'd be, be like uh, living in a, in a uh, bunker or a uh, really well done foxhole. <laughs> That's a good one. Always a good time. Yeah. Always. Always a good time. Well, moving down the list, Madman Actual. What's your schedule looking like, brother? You and Johnny Paratrooper running the online end of things with the Green Dragon uh, Academy. So, uh, what have you guys got on tap? Well, it's Johnny's. Green Dragon Academy. I'm just the indentured servant. I mean, hired help. Sorry. You're too humble. Tell them who you really are. 
I'm running the whole thing. Johnny doesn't do shit. Um, Share no, proper. No, I mean he he can speak to the schedule better than I can. He's the one who wrote it. I I got a couple weeks left of the uh, Intel class, but uh, after that, that's you know, he's the main teacher. We are doing. Uh, Macmatic received an invitation to swing on by. And uh, I hope he I hope he takes us off up on that. It, uh, but tomorrow I will be writing some stuff up to to have a class on deck for vehicle operations, and I'm going to talk about what living out of a vehicle is like, what nice. operating from a vehicle is like, what you know, ambushes and dispelling some myths, and maybe what you should ask out of your vehicle and what is realistic and 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 what you can do with it and how what the last 100 years of mechanized warfare has taught the world and uh and we're gonna we're gonna go over that that'll probably be in a month or two maybe maybe a little longer we've got some other stuff on deck but it's fun sign up for the green dragon we do it on patreon and uh, that's how I that's how we get the payment. And then I send you a link to the Zoom class. Um, and then and then every two weeks tomorrow we have class tomorrow night at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We have class and it's a good time. It's like Sons of Liberty, but we tend to focus on a little piece of the puzzle here and a little piece of the puzzle there. Right on. man. We also have right a book on. club. And our current series of books are the uh, Tao of Spycraft, the Tao of Deception, and the Seven Military Histories of Ancient China. That's what we're working on for the next couple of months. And then we're going to move into Russian history, because I think that's uh, current. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> and I've already started some of the books, and I'm currently reading The Russian Way of War, which is just fucking fascinating book. It's just fascinating. Yeah, very much yeah, so. That is a good book. So, moving down the list, Badlands Fieldcraft. Brother, what have you got on tap, and how can people get out to train with you? Um, so, I've got, in April, I've got a, another Fieldcraft course. Um, if you check my website, badlandsfieldcraft.wordpress.com, I've got the calendar and stuff up there and a lot of details. Um on what all I'm doing, but I've got a field craft class in April, at the end of April. It's, it's pretty dang full, but if someone wants to come, I'm not going to tell them no. And then I've got a bush tactics course in May and uh, just kind of down and dirty on that class. You know, if you had to go out and scout and patrol your town's perimeter with all the local bubbas, how would you do it? And that's kind of a class geared towards that and the kind of enablers that you could be using. Um, and then I started doing a couple two-day classes to focus on some of the more technical skills. So I've got a two-day class in June that's dedicated to land navigation. So you can come on out to uh, Montana and hike around the Badlands for two days. And then in July, I'm doing a rifleman skills class, which is there's rifle marksmanship involved, but it's also living in the field with a rifle, taking care of a rifle, zeroing a rifle, and basically kind of pushing your general purpose rifle out about as far as you can. 
Um, love it. And then, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it should be a good class. And then uh, September, I have a field craft course and another bush tactics course. And then later this winter, I haven't put any dates up, but I'm working on um, probably two winter field craft courses. So if you want to freeze your ass off, that'd probably be a good time. That's kind of what I got going on. And if you like sharp, pointy things, I do make some knives when I can. Yeah. So, yeah. Heck yeah. Last, Ooh. certainly not least, two minutes on the clock. <laughs> Mech Medic. You got uh, a lot so on the plate. I, I do have a lot on the plate. I am fucking everywhere. Uh, this month, I still have spaces in a, a PLS course out at uh, Bob Griswold's place out in Teleco Plains, Tennessee. So be sure to email me, sign up for that. We got space available. Um, I've got, check my calendar. I got classes everywhere. Uh, I'm doing an online thing as well. I have a Patreon to get in on that. We do classes. I had the first one yesterday. It was a hit. It was amazing. Uh, and I will be there, Johnny, tomorrow night on a GDA. And I will definitely, we'll go through that, that slide deck again. Um, Hooray! I'm so excited. And it's, it's a good slide deck. There's, there's not a lot of words in it except for the titles. So cool, 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 cool. <clears throat> Oh, I recommend um, quick uh, yes. quick uh, pointer, and I can show you. I can demonstrate this tomorrow. But they mm-hmm. have like these non-glare whiteboards that are meant to be used on cameras. Something I learned about huh. uh, being in the academic environment and the business environment. And mm-hmm. they're a little pricey. I mean, they're expensive. Um, but man, you can use them to do classes and and the pointers and stuff like that. And I use one all the time. Um, just my experience, hmm. but uh, I think, I think um, anyone else out there probably uh, could use that advice as well too, for more than one thing. Good but, stuff. Yeah, that's my, that's my good schedule. Stuff. Yep. Hit that schedule up. Seriously, folks, if you're not out training, you are not serious about what you're doing. You're certainly not serious about your preparedness. Anyhow, with all that said, keep your head on a swivel. Stay sane, stay calm, stay collected, and don't believe a damn word of what the mainstream media is telling you. God bless all of you. For NC Scout and everybody else here, have a wonderful evening, a great week, and we will be talking to you again very, very soon. God bless. This is NC Scout, out.